Welcome to this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is Thursday, May 17th, 2023. In a total team effort last night, the Indiana University baseball team took and methodically held on to a lead all game long to defeat Evansville 6-2 and improve to an astonishing 26-4 at home on the year. Ethan Phillips got the win with four innings of work, allowing only one run to score. Luke Hayden earned the save with four innings of work on the back end, also giving up just one run. Tyler Cerny paced the Hoosier bats with three hits, while Brock Tibbetts and Bobby Whalen each added a pair of hits. After the game, the media spoke to head coach Jeff Mercer, Whalen, and Hayden. 26 wins at home this year. Um, I think it's the most in Bart Kaufman Field history. What is this team, um, especially being able to play at home, what has it meant to you guys? Well, it's... um... You know, it's a, it's a big deal to be able to be that successful in front of your home crowd. And, and it, was a, you know, it was a little bit of a, a, a change, of course, to play that many home games. And it's, you always run a risk. You run a risk when you do that from, a, from an RPI standpoint, like just understanding that going into it. But we also needed to be in a position where we needed to, in all frankness, we needed to learn to win again. And, and we need to learn to win every day. You know, last year we kind of cleared the deck. We talked about it. We cleared the deck and kind of started over, right? All those young guys. And I felt like it was really important that this year that we learned how to win again every day, how to expect to win every day. And doing that is easier when you're at home. And so you roll, you roll the dice a little bit. Um, but when you're playing at home, you have more time to practice and more time to spend with the kids. It's easier from a lifestyle standpoint. You know, you're, you're, you go to bed on time, you, you wake up at a decent time, the food, all that kind of stuff is a lot easier. And then you get a chance to play in front of your home crowd, which which helps you, right? You have a lot of confidence and you feel good. Your family's there. And so there's a, there's a lot of things that go into it that, that allow you to feel confident and, and play more at home. And then your your home field, you you our field plays quickly. Our field plays fast, right? And you know the wind and you know the um, you know the field, you know the surface. And we're a pretty athletic team. We're, we're on our way to being 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 athletic. And we've gotten way better defensively this year. This has been the best defensive team in my, my time at Indiana. So you felt like we were going to be athletic enough to really defend and, and to be able to, to run, right? We can go first to third and second to home. And, and so if you're playing at home on a fast track, that it gives us an advantage to be able to do that. And it's kind of played out a little bit that way. But um, it, was, it was definitely intentional, but I was certainly you're nervous about everything as a coach. But I was definitely a little bit nervous about having such a home-heavy schedule. Um, but... but uh, we're really fortunate and, and, and really blessed that it's all, it's all worked out because we've won a lot of really close games here um, that, that could have gone either way. And we've been a fun way to win them, and, and, and it's helped, right? That not every plan comes together, but this one, this one time did. So um, I'm sure my next two or three won't, right? The odds kind of even out, but it did this time. In the last uh, couple of weeks, you've had several big bounce-back performances from bullpen, uh, from, your, from your bullpen. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean for your team going into this last season, this last week where you're yeah. going, to, going to tournament play? It's huge. It's huge. And, and again, you know, credit to the, the coaches for continuing to work with those guys and credit to the kids for persevering and hanging in there. You know, Luke's had a couple of really good outings and a couple of really tough ones. And he and Coach Glant have changed his arsenal, I mean, three or four times, right, from the, from the four seam and a slider curveball, tried to change up, uh, gone, went to the sinker. And, and now it's sinker, cutter, slider, right? And just keep working to find an arsenal that, that works for you. And, uh, and, and, it, and it's, it really worked today. And so it's just, 
yeah, what we talk about it, but we do all those Tuesday, Wednesday scrimmage innings or whatever our off day is and just keep working and working. And I feel there's there's two or three more guys. Um, you know, Cooper Hellman was really good this past midweek, 90-92, spending that really well kind of back. Evan Whitaker was really good. We wanted to get those guys in, but I'm, I'm always like, – <laughs> Of course, I always make a plan, and then he, and then we always get in the middle of it, and, I, and and he's like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "I want to win this game." So, if we get a hot hand, you know, Luke was just supposed to go one, and then he was just so electric. The stuff was so good. The cutter was terrific, and and he was throwing strikes, and and it was just like, "Let's go two. And then you look up, and it's like, well, "Let's just let's just win the game." And and uh, so there's a couple more guys that I think can really help us. You know, Ben Siler was really good this past weekend. So Ty Bothwell. So we just you just keep working and, and keep encouraging them I, I think um, like I would say nothing in life is, is doable without great enthusiasm and so belief is really important and then you start to see some guys bounce back and then I think it makes it easier for other guys to believe they can bounce back and, and it kind of gets contagious and and you have that that kind of um, kind of a you know a mentality like I can do it too so just you just got to keep coaching you, you just got to keep coaching and try to play your best baseball late uh, but I think it's kudos to the kids for for continuing to work and keeping their 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 uh, their spirits high, and then kudos to, to Dustin and Denton for remapping and, and reconfiguring and finding new ways for these guys to be successful. And uh, it's it's changed our season. It's changed our season. Uh, you know, having Ty Bothwell back in a, in, a, in a role like that is it won us a game or two this last week. Having Luke out there today won us today's game. So we just have to keep going. And there's going to be more guys. You know, Hellman and Whitaker are going to have to be guys that help us because they're they're good enough to their stuff is good enough to help us and. We just Luke got hot, and like I was kind of joke with the coaches when a, when a guy's having a superstar performance, just get out of his way. Like, don't try to be too fancy or smart. Just get out of his way and let, let a guy have a performance. And and so Luke Luke did that tonight. You kind of alluded to it. Um, Luke said that he told Glenn that he wanted to go out uh, yeah. for for one more uh, to finish it. What was your sort of immediate uh, response to to hearing that? I, I knew I I knew you always know this with Luke. He wants to be on the field, and that's half the battle. If he's not, if a guy's not scared and he's ready to compete, that's half the battle, especially for young guys, especially as they're finding their way. Um, when guys can get a little bit, um, you know, gun shy, right, a little bit apprehensive or whatever it is, but a guy that wants it, and so you knew Luke was going to want it, and and I still thought his stuff was really good. Uh, my my question was was did I did I want to did I want to make the defensive replacement changes in the outfit or not? That was because we're back to the top of the lineup, and and when you take Devin and Hunter out, you know you're rolling the dice with that, and so. It was like I was like 50-50, and then seeing the conviction in Luke's face and then hearing his voice, I felt good about it. And I said, "Okay, let's go ahead and make the change and and uh, and, and and get out there." Now, once once two guys got on, I was I was uh, <laughs> you know, anytime as a coach, you're like, "Did I make the right choice or wrong choice?" And you just want to put the kids in the right position to be successful. Uh, but Luke had it; he did a great job. And uh, uh, you know, him wanting to be out there plays a big role. Plays a big role. And in, in, uh, you know, you can talk to a guy typically and. You can see on his face. No one ever says, no, don't send me out. But it's like, oh, I'm okay. It's like, no, you're not sitting out, right? But when a guy's adamant about, I'm fine, I've got it, and he's cooking like that, like, just let him go. And then have two guys hot. What did you see from Ethan and Wes on the mound today, too? They were spectacular. Yeah, Ethan was really good. Ethan Ethan worked to both sides of the plate, was able to you know, flip a good little cutter in there, um, and the, the slider. He just, he just a full arsenal. He has to be able to land a full arsenal. And he did that, uh, managed the run game well. Did, did a good job with this with his picks. Did a good job with the slide steps. You know all those things that you have to do to be able to mitigate big innings. And I told the team and, and I told Luke that because I thought Luke kind of showed some body language after the home run. But solo home runs, 
seldom win games. They, they just don't. You know, two, the game is predicated on two and three and four run innings. And so if you limit their offense, and they have a good offense, they have a good team, they've won 31 games, and West does a great job. If you limit them to two solo homers, you're, you're doing a really good job. And, and so if you don't give them, if you don't give away free bases, if you take care of the ball um, and you manage the run game, you have, you have a chance to really limit people. And that's what and that's what he did. You know, we were, again, we were looking at one time through, you know, two, maybe three innings, and he ends up going four. And, and that's a huge shot in the arm for us. And then we were able to, you know, sneak West in there. Again, West managed. West did a good job managing. He was better today than he was last week. He and I talked today. And he's a, he's a guy that's super confident in his ability and wants to be in there and voices it. And I appreciate that. I want him to, you want those guys to want to be in the game and you want them to be adamant about it. And I want those guys to have a relationship where they can come and communicate those things and understand that there's a baseball side and there's a personal side. And I would much rather them come and talk to me about it than sit in the locker room and talk about it. Just come, just come talk about it man to man. I'll tell exactly where I stand and what the expectations are. And Wes did that. I knew you knew if Wes was in the zone, he's such a hard matchup. He has the highest swing and miss uh, whiff rate on a fastball on the team for us. Like a 40, 40, 45% whiff rate on his fastball, incredibly high. He's got to be in the strike zone. He's got to manage and he's got to control himself. And he did that tonight. And then he landed the changeup. And now the fastball really jumps when he lands the changeup. And he was able to get out of the inning. You know, he's got the Schellenberger kid who last year was he was the best hitter we saw last year the entire season, regardless of who played. He was the best hitter we saw last year. And he, I think it was a first and third. And he, he, he beats him and pops him up to Pine for the third out. And he did a good job. And we're going to have to have Wes. Uh, but yeah, those guys did a, did, did a really good job overall. I mean, to give up two runs to a good Evansville team on a midweek uh, with a lot of guys that haven't thrown a ton of innings recently is a terrific performance by our pitching staff, a terrific, terrific performance from Coach Clanton, from Denton, putting together the scouting reports, putting together plans, just an excellent job, an excellent job. So Josh Pine comes right off of a national accolade, yeah. hits a double right off the bat, uh, yeah. turns a great, really great double play. Yeah. What can you say about Josh's, uh, he is continuing to play well at this yeah. point? Yeah, I, I told him he needed to do a better job of standing the other way in the, with the guy on first and third and he struck out. <laughs> uh, no, Josh is, Josh is a great player. He's a great player. And, and he wants to be coached. He wants to be held to a high standard. He, he wants to do those things. Uh, no, he's, he's just done a great job. That double play he turned was, was game-changing play. It was a huge play that moment. Um, and then him to stay on the ball with two strikes, hit the ball the other way. and um, He's just really beginning to find himself as a, as a young ball player. You know, to have a success as a freshman is – it's great, and, and it's hard to do, but it's not as hard as doing it again the second time. Everyone knows you. There's expectations. You're dealing with things. It's just there's a lot of behind-the-scenes pieces that make it hard to do it again as a sophomore. And he's battled the whole year, and he's really kind of found himself now, which is what, you know, the, the, the real um, – this is off topic, but it's the real positive of college baseball over minor league baseball where you have, you have just a supporting cast around you that really can help you to find yourself. And when you leave, you're ready to go and be that player. And that's what Josh has done. He's just, he's worked really hard. He has a great supporting cast, has an awesome family. And he's he's taking the next step. Something we always kind of say, you, you watched Brock Tibbetts earlier this year become a superstar in front of you. You can just kind of see when guys take the next step as a player. And, and Brock did that earlier this year and has carried it through. And, and you can see Josh taking that next step now. It's like, I'm, I'm a game-changing player in, in all phases of the game to all parts of the field. And so now he's just got to be able to – he's got to be able to apply a, 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 a different approach in different situations and be able to play it, the whole game in totality. But, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty special the last two weeks. Short week this week, moved yeah. up by a day. You already know that next week's going to be a short week as well. Yeah. How do you foresee the challenge of managing the pitching staff this weekend? 
Well, tonight makes things a lot easier. You know, and, and I, I think back to where we were a year ago today, playing a doubleheader on Sunday and throwing, you know, Brimmer through twice and Bothwell ran it out. And, you know, we had, excuse me, a Tuesday game and nobody to pitch on Thursday. I mean, it was, we were, we were out of, we were out of bullets. Um, and now we're going to it with essentially everybody lined up the way they need to be. So whether we can do it or not this weekend, we'll be in a good position and we'll have everybody where they need to be at. And we've worked really, really hard. And Mother Nature helped us because I thought we were going to get banged on Friday. And that would have really put us in a tough spot going into this week and the next week. But, you know, Luke doing what he did today, you know, if we end up playing on Tuesday, um, Luke doing what he did today gives you – it's going to be a bullpen day for everybody if you play on Tuesday in the conference tournament. Um, and so that gives you, a, you know, a lot of confidence going into that and having some of those guys. So we are in as good a position as we can be going into this weekend. And, uh, you know, we've – Done it in an unorthodox way all year. Uh, this weekend won't be any different, and neither will the conference tournament. And if we play in the postseason, neither will that. So it'll have to be all hands on deck, and, and we'll have to match guys up and clear the deck and do all the things that we've been doing. But you know, it's worked every weekend except for one all year, and so you know we got to find a way to make it happen again this weekend. And regardless of what happens, I'm just really proud of them. You know, it's just they've done such a good job to think about where we were at a year ago today. To have, a, to have a plan, to have a vision, to have the guts to go for it and then to have the kids that buy into it and then and believe in it, invest in it, and aren't discouraged and keep showing up. And, uh, you know, I want to win. Everybody wants to win. But, but the human element of that is like, I don't care. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for guys, the guys that came back that turned on pro ball to come back, you know, Glasser and, and, uh, and, and, and Ellis and Bobby and Todd, all those guys, you know, Hunter, all those guys that came back to get to experience success and winning at a, at a power five level and to have a chance to compete for a championship in the last weekend is why you do everything that you do and not just go play. You know, whatever happens, happens. Just go play and, uh, and, and let the cars fall where they will. Bobby mentioned a couple of in-between inning adjustments that you guys made, seeing a couple of different profiles. Yeah. How important are those inning-by-inning inning adjustments? You've talked a lot about this yeah. year about the game-by-game game adjustments. Critical. You know, I had a hitting coach when I was in college, probably the best hitting coach I ever had. Uh, when I was a when I was a sophomore, he used to say, he said like bad hitters adjust week to week, good hitters adjust game to game, um, like great hitters adjust a bat to a bat, and the best hitters adjust pitch to pitch, something like that. And it always stuck with me. And and we've we've been at a point where we've gone like week to week adjustments and game to game adjustments, and we're not all the way there where we need to be at of being able to go like inning to inning, pitch to pitch adjustments. We're still growing up through that part of it, but we're getting closer. We're getting better. We. We left some opportunities on the board. You know, we had some, you know, they, they did a really good job with shifts and they pitched into them and we didn't hit out of them. We, you know, we had opportunities there with the ground first and third and, 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 and just like a good, a good matchup for us. And we, and, we, and we expand the zone and pull off. And then we had, we had first and second, left on left. And, and we were trying to hit the ball the other way. We just got in front of double play ball. Right? So those are the things that when you're trying to play postseason baseball, we're trying to win a championship. You just have to find a way to make a better adjustment. And they understand that now. They know that. You know, early on in the season, early on in your experience with the guy, um, you know, coach is so mean. You know, he's all over me. He's never happy. And you're, you're trying to help them to understand that the games are going to be hot and heavy and fast and furious, and there's going to be adjustments and changes that you have to make, like, at the drop of a hat. And, and what you're trying to do is get them to understand the importance of it and then hold themselves to that standard and hold each other to that standard. And that's what we're getting now. It's like, we have to make an adjustment. It's not me. It's those guys, right? We have to make an adjustment. We have to change. We have to do what the game dictates and the game requires us to do. And that's all part of the process. It's all part of growing until they understand and see it. 
um, in, in real time. And the same thing on the mound, right? We're getting guys where they're coming in. You know, Luke, Luke, is, Luke gives up a home run, and I didn't think his body language was great after that, right? He's frustrated and upset. And you can hear guys in the dugout chirping at him and telling him to, to keep going. He comes back in the dugout, and there's like three or four hitters that come running up, and it's like that's the best stuff that you've ever thrown and some of the best stuff we've ever seen in Indiana. Like if you don't keep your head up and keep going, like you, then you've quit. Like not quit, but like you're you're not giving yourself the justice that you're due. And you could really see Luke, like his his, you know, his he picks his head up and his energy is a lot better and his enthusiasm, and you can see his confidence go. And and that's what you have to have. Like the team has to be led from within. It has to be, um, it has to be driven by the players. Because I'm not playing. And Coach Lance not playing. I can't come up in an RBI situation. All I can do is cheer you on and help you out. If you can't make an adjustment, then, then the game passes you by. And so that's what's been exciting to see the last couple of weeks here. Um, and really, we talked about really post-Maryland, right? When you watched a great team, how they adjusted and how they acted. As a young team, it's, it's like, okay, now we have someone. Like, now we've seen it in real time. Now we can go and try to mimic that behavior. And it's been really good for us. Nobody wants to get their butt kicked, but it's really helped us to grow and learn just by seeing it in real time with your own two eyes and being humble enough to being humble enough to, to watch and learn. And I tell the guys, there's, there's two kinds of people in the world. There's two kinds of people in baseball for sure. There's humble and there's about to be humble, right? And so if you're not humble, it's coming for you quick. And so you better just keep your mind in a good spot and be willing to watch a really good team and then mimic their behavior and learn, to, learn from it. Because there's no new ideas, right? Everything's stolen and everybody else is stealing from everybody else. So we might as well do the same thing. And those guys have done a really good job of learning and growing. Two more. Um, just like the um, Purdue series, are you kind of planning to sort of align guys with just announcing Luke and just kind yeah. of playing it? Yeah, we'll go Sonard. We'll go Sonard Thursday and TBD, and just try to win Thursday, Thursday. So if that means craft. That means craft. Like just take it one at a time, and and then you just you're you're lining guys up for the weekend to win that day, and then like we do, you know, we just you have to trust your not trust your offense, but you're gonna have to trust yourself if you use somebody. Early on, you have to trust yourself to be able to play that third game um, from an offensive standpoint, and then trust your other guys to step up. You know, Hellman and Whitaker and those guys are going to have to step up. You know, but but they're capable of doing that. They're capable of um, getting in there and being competitive and making big pitches, and and that's the fun part about this year. You never know who the hero is going to be, and it's always somebody different. You just you just don't know who it's going to be this time of year. But there's always somebody. Luke Hayden today, right? If you if I told you guys today, Luke Hayden was going to be the hero of the day. I don't know that anybody takes that bet, but he was the hero of the day. And so there'll be somebody else that we don't know, and they'll have to be the hero this weekend. And then you go to the Big Ten tournament, same thing, right? Same thing. But if you get a whole group of kids believing that somebody, it's today's somebody's day, and it could be my day, and then you have usually a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we'll have to do that. seems like this year the lineup has really been a very solid constant yeah. throughout essentially game one to where we are now. Um, how comforting is that as a manager to know yeah. that you essentially can just sharpie in this, the same guys and then not necessarily yeah. have to worry about that throughout the game? Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it, unfortunately, with with Shepard and Ellis's injury, and that really kind of condensed the lineup. But we've been very blessed, and, and, and please keep Pete healthy here the last couple of weeks. But uh, <laughs> we've been really blessed outside of those two injuries. We, we've been able to stay predominantly healthy outside of that. And the guys have, have been able to produce, and they've played really well, and they stayed healthy. And and the good thing is that group we have right now, they can the group that's on the field, they, they can all defend uh, at least a, at least an average to most of those guys above average level. And then they, they're offensive enough to, to help us just move it along. You don't have to be a hero, just move it along. The hard part is when you have a guy that can defend but can't hit, 
or the guy that, that can hit but can't defend at all, now you're in a really tough spot. And we're, we're mostly beyond that now where we've got guys that can really defend and they can all bring an offensive asset to, to, the, to the group. And it is nice as a, as, as a head coach, you know, you kind of look at it and the last couple of days I, I kind of looked at it like, do I want to move this guy there? Some of those guys have been really, really hot. And it's like, who do I move them to? Like, who do you move out of where they're at? And the good thing about having a group of nine guys that can hit is, like, we could take, I mean, you could take Tyler Cerny. It wouldn't be crazy if I took Tyler Cerny and moved him to the two-hole. And it wouldn't be crazy if I put Hunter Jesse in the three-hole right now. You could, you could pretty much move those guys around. So just keep them right, left, and keep them where they're at. They're comfortable. They're playing well. And we have a lot of length. And those guys at the bottom, you know, you look at Hunter Pine and Hunter and Cerny's been a good RBI guy. Those guys have been good RBI guys. So keep, the, keep those guys down there and keep driving in runs. You uh, hit your second home run of the season. You're doing a pretty fast uh, trot around the bases. Kind of what was going through your mind there? I mean, I don't hit many, so I don't really know what to do. I have to focus <laughs> over the fence, so I just put my head down and run and act like I've done it before. Yeah. Do you think you did a good job? Yeah, I did all right. If you could go back and change it, would you make it slower or would you do it the same way? No, I like I said, I like to act like I've been there before, even <laughs> though I haven't many times, but I like to act like I have. Uh, you did track down that ball in the ninth. Um, so uh, just, I mean, obviously continuing to make some really nice plays out in center field. Can you just talk about your defense in general? Uh, I'd say that catches all credit to Luke. I mean, when that ball goes up and he's throwing the way he's throwing, I'm doing everything possible to get to that ball for him because he's done so much for us. He's worked so hard all season to, to have that stuff tonight and then right at the right time, obviously. And yeah, I mean, all credit to him. And it's easy to play defense behind pitchers that you really respect and care about. How synonymous is the relationship between you and the pitching staff, not only the starters, but the relievers too? Uh, yeah, I would say it's really crucial. They, I mean, it's we're all, it's not even the pitching staff anymore. It's just Indiana. We're all so close. We all do everything together. And we're all on one train together. We all have the same goal. And yeah, it's the closest team I've ever been a part of. And yeah, it's a really cool thing. Um, 27 wins all of last year, 26 home wins this year, uh, the most in this stadium's history. Kind of what's the emotion? Uh, wh what's your emotion when you're with everyone saluting to the fans? Uh, it's, it's a really cool moment. We work so hard for it, and our fans show up every day, and we really could not be more thankful for them. Just no matter if it's 30 degrees or 75 and sunny, they showed up every single game. And, yeah, I mean, words can't describe how thankful our clubhouse is for the whole state of Indiana and the fans. You mentioned everybody on the team having the same goal. Now you're three games away from potentially fulfilling one of those. What's kind of the, the mentality in the locker room heading into Michigan State? Yeah, I'd say the mentality is just keep your head down and do the same thing we've done the past 50 games because, I mean, it's worked and we've been focused. And, yeah, I would say not making too much too much out of it. It's just same thing, same plan, and just execute the little things. How have, how has the team used utilized the extra time since uh, schools let out? How have you guys been utilizing that extra time? Uh, we've been going to dinner with each other, and then obviously we come in, we hit a, a little bit more, but, but I would say mainly just hanging out together as friends, not really teammates, just as friends. And yeah, going fishing and doing stuff at the lake and just having fun together because you only get one of these times, and, and this month is really, really the best time of the year. You guys scored 51 runs last week and six tonight, not double digits as you did all of last weekend, but what's the feeling offensively like right now? Uh, I said we're feeling good. We're we're working as one unit right now. It's at bat after at bat after at bat, and their pitchers were good tonight. They came out with four diff totally different stuff, and 
yeah, they have a good pitching staff. So, so we scratched across six runs, and it was a good night for us. But yeah, as a unit, we're feeling good. You, you mentioned this just just then about how you guys are adjusting to different pitching because yeah. that had been something the coach had, had mentioned was a specific problem the team had had. You might you might get hit one pitcher and then get stopped by the next. So has that been the message that you've been hearing, and what have you guys have been doing to address that? Yeah, like I said, we're just trying to work as one unit. So if someone does get fooled, then we want to come back, not pout about our strikeout, but come back and help the guy that's about to hit. And I think we've just done a really good job of that from top to bottom, just adjusting from someone else's at bat instead of us having to fail ourselves to adjust, letting the failure of other people help us. And yeah, I think we've done a really good job of that the past couple of weeks. Um, going back to an earlier question, kind of feels like over this past weekend, now continuing into this week, you guys are kind of entering that phase of playing as one unit, collective team. Would you say that kind of having the time off from school or kind of that newfound time has kind of enhanced that sort of feeling? Oh yeah, definitely a little bit, but I would say this is the time that we worked for and this was the time that we wanted to be playing our best baseball. So, so yeah, a little bit of that and then a little bit of just sticking to the plan and trusting the coaches and trusting each other and and we're hitting stride and we're just looking to keep going. Luke, I've kind of noticed at the beginning of games when a starter is finishing up his bullpen pitches that the entire staff kind of just seems to stand around and watch at the back. What is that? What are those moments like before a guy goes? Uh, that's out? something that Lance kind of implemented this year. Um, it's kind of like if you have a starter, like you're, he's getting all our guys behind him and we're letting, out, letting him know that, you know, we're behind him all the way and then after he's done, we all just kind of uh, do our handshakes and, and get on with the game. But it's kind of just letting us start, you know, like we're 100% we're behind him and we're supporting him. Pretty long outing today for you. Uh, what did you think was kind of working from inning to inning? Uh, I think the big thing was uh, this year I kind of worked on a cutter and sinker. And, uh, you know, haven't the last three weeks really thrown. We've kind of been hammering the cutter and threw those a lot today and paired really well with the sinker and kind of got me some easy outs and quick pitch outs. and. I was able to stay in the game a little bit longer. Um, in the ninth, uh, after you got the second out, uh, Glant came out when Roberts was up. Uh, what was the message there? Uh, we knew Roberts was, you know, having a really good day. I think it was three or four at that time. Um, but we had a we had a base open at first, got in second, and Glant just he asked me if I wanted to put a guy on, and I think all five of the infield, including me, was like, absolutely not. You know, we're going to go right at him. We got a base to work with, and um, you know, we don't want to give him the bag, so. He ended up. He ended up did walk in, but it was a good at bat. We just didn't want to give it to him. Was there any discussion in the dugout about you coming back out for the ninth inning? Uh, walking off the eighth, I kind of told him, "Give me one more." And kind of, he asked me if I felt good, and I said I do. So he gave it to me. What is being able to have that vote of confidence, not only in yourself but from your uh, coaching staff as well, to be able to trust you to go back out there? What does that do for you? Uh, it's it's huge because you know you're not out there second guessing yourself or anything. Like you know, you got the whole team, the whole coaching staff, and yourself behind you and. Uh, it goes a long way. Said this to other players in Mercer as well, but over this past week and into this week, now kind of feels like there's like a sort of collective unit feeling to this team now. Uh, do, do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think this team's super special. Um, I think we have a chance to do something really, really special. Um, you know, we're, we know it's at stake, but we're also taking it one game at a time. We're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. So, but yeah, I think this team's really awesome. You're a Bloomington kid. What is getting to send off the fans there at the end mean to you? It was really cool. Uh, I, I had a lot of friends and family here um, with it being summer. I went home from school. So, you know, I knew that in the back of my head, but it was it was really cool. I think I heard them say over the over the loudspeaker that this was a prior best home record that we've had 
here at Barkoff, and um, it, it was really special. Yeah. Did playing in front of those friends and family help you tonight? Give you any more uh, confidence? Uh, I don't think playing in front of family and friends like really dictates how I pitch, but um, it's something that's cool just being from Bloomington and knowing that your family and friends are behind you. Um, but but Glant and I have the same game plan every time out there, and I wouldn't say you know, anything fan-wise really really changes that. Uh, you were locating your stuff most of the game. You did have a couple spots where things got a little wild, but you, you seem to be able to dial it right back in. What's the what's kind of the mentality in those moments, and how do you get past those? Uh, Glant preaches all the time, just attack, attack, attack. Um, and something that we always kind of, if, if something doesn't go your way, you just put it in the back of your head and move on. Uh, that's something I think I did pretty good tonight. I think uh, there was a couple guys that got behind, uh, came back full count, and I think it went like a 10-pitch at bat or something like that. But it's just just relentlessly attacking and, and trying to suffocate the hitter with your stuff. Kind of been some discussion that now that you guys are out of or out of school, that you guys have more time to practice and really hone in on stuff. You said that you've been working on a couple different pitches now. Um, would you say that the extra time has really kind of helped boost that progression along? Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, we kind of stay on the same schedule every week. Um, we like to keep it pretty consistent. But, I mean, it's just and now that school's over, like me personally, I have time when I'm at home. When I'm at, I'm, I'm, I have more time to hone in and look up things and, and really focus uh, later in the day when otherwise I'd be doing schoolwork. So it, 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 I would say practice-wise, we stay pretty consistent. But I'd say outside of being here, that's given me more time to kind of hone in on some stuff. Um, you started last year's home opener, and then this time you sort of closed this year's uh, home season uh, as well. Um, two very different teams. Uh, what has kind of been different about this year's team compared to last? This team just, we got a pretty, we're young and old at the same time. Like we have like Phil Glasser and, um, and Bobby and Hunter and Pete, you know, older guys, but also guys like Devin and, and uh, Cerny. But then like the core, like position player guys like Brock and Josh, and I don't think I'm leaving anyone out, uh, Carter. Um, we, we went through it last year a little bit and we kind of learned um, pitching wise it's been a little bit different this year like uh, we saw what didn't work last year and this year we, we're doing everything we can not to get back to that and I think we're just I think we're a little bit more uh, mature and crisp and been through it that concludes this media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball the Hoosiers travel to East Lansing for a three game series at Michigan State the entire series will be on Big Ten Network with Thursday and Friday games at 8 p.m. Eastern and Saturday's game at 3 p.m. Eastern. While this year's home slate is concluded, a day will come when we will see you at the BART.